The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for inviting me a couple hours ago. It was awesome. Nice surprise. <laughs> Chris is going to be filling in for us here on the podcast for a while. Uh, we're really excited. I thought this was a perfect time to yeah. bring you down to help host Chris because we have Charlie fucking Keeter, two-time Diesel Power Challenge winner with a 6-0. 6-0 king! Can you believe... How is it even possible? Dude, I know did people... Nobody, did nobody else oh enter God. the challenge? I know people with 300 horsepower 6 liters that keep popping head gaskets. How the fuck are you doing it with 1,000? Keeps it together and wins it. Whew. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Charlie, how you doing today? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> So, don't make me laugh. I mean, it, come on, man. Let's get right into it. it How is. do you keep it together? Yeah, seriously. So, so first, first, can you walk us through the build? Let let our listeners know what did you bring to Diesel Power Challenge this year? It was basically this. You know, basically same truck as last year. We uh, changed the low pressure turbos out front and a different intake manifold. Other than that, it was the, you know basically the same truck. Walk me through the build. What, what's the turbo setup on it? Uh, it's a 472 in the valley, and then there's two 369 R's. They're actually ball bearing turbos from uh, KC Turbos. You know, it's a triple setup, but it's set up as a compound. The two, the two smaller ones feed the, the bigger one. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so so pretty st- – I mean, I don't want to say a standard kit, but that's like the big horsepower 6-liter kit, right? Like if you're going to do triples, that that's kind of the setup. Yeah, I mean, I've done the triples because the the S three hundred frame chargers, you know, they spool pretty quick compared to you know, say a hundred millimeter, you know, one great big turbo. Okay, okay, you get you get quicker spool up out of your low pressure side by splitting the difference by splitting the load between two small chargers as opposed to like an S five hundred frame that's just going to be take forever to get up and get moving. I like that. How right. does it how does it drive? Yeah. Do you drive this thing on the street? Yeah, you have to drive it all over, you know, Colorado while you're there. <laughs> oh wow! Now with the truck and back drive. home, with, with the truck back home, I mean, do you drive this thing a lot, or does it mainly just stay in the garage? I mean, it stays inside a lot. I can't drive it responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> the sticks, some beer, it never ends well, right? No, it's not. It's not. Uh, you know, it probably makes. 11, 1200 horsepower. You right. can't, I mean, you can't really use that on the street. You know what I mean? I Absolutely. drive it from time to time. You know, I'll go to town or, you know, just play around with it or go to a, a little in town that I go to sometimes with it, but it sits most of the time. Okay. Okay. Now, you said you changed out that 472. Is that right? What What did you have last year in the, as your primary? It was a cast wheel 468 last year, or 467. I call it a 468. Gotcha, gotcha. What what kind of difference did you see with changing up that turbo? I mean, I don't think it's any noticeable difference. I really, uh, you know, I'm kind of, my injectors are on the small side compared to what's available. You know, I need more fuel, really, if I want to take full advantage of the turbo setup. Okay. It runs super clean, you know what I mean? 
Now, what size injector is currently in the truck, if you don't mind me asking, and then what would be a potential upgrade? Like, what are you looking at doing, you know, next go-around? I'm not, I'm really, I'm not going to do, you know, I'm not going to put any more fuel to it. I'd rather make, you know, 150 990 or 10 0 passes in the quarter than one or two low nine second passes and then fly apart. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> you know what? You've learned your lesson, though. You've been through the rings a couple times to be smarter about what the end goal is and the money spent. You know, a lot of guys, they don't look at it that way because they haven't been through it firsthand. Yeah. We actually cracked the, like the original block in the truck. I cracked that like 30 days before Diesel Power Challenge, chesting at the track. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Yeah, and I was just kind of scrambling. You know, I basically had to buy a new short block. Luckily, a, my engine builder had, you know, had one for his truck that was already put together, a short block, and he was look, fortunate enough to, you know, sell it to me. Wow. Whew. Right before. It was a mess. That, <laughs> and you were able, a month out, get it back together. I mean, I would assume, I mean, granted, you know, the truck was already together, you know, prior you tested it, but you brought a truck, got it together, and were able to make it there in time. Yes. Wow. I mean, I beat, I like, I went to the track the Friday, seven days before we were supposed to leave with it. I went to the track and tested a little bit more, you know, got the track time. The track okay. times usually tell me, you know, right, if it's where it needs to be. Right, of course. And we have found out I had a fuel pressure issue at the track that night and still went went 10 at 136 one pass and then Ooh. I think the I mean it was been spinning the nines at 138 and then the next pass it went like 10 one at 130 so if fuel pressure was dropping off in high gear you know I mean what I am speechless about is if I was talking to a fellow Cummins owner, someone like that, and they were saying they were running tens, nines, and a crew cab short bed, whatever, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's awesome." I am astonished. My draw is dropped. You're doing it in a in a six liter. Yeah, yeah. Well, not yeah. not just that, but but for a while now. Now, Charlie, you've had this truck for how long? Uh, just about five years. And when you first got it, it was pretty much stock, correct? Yeah, it had a small set of injectors in it and a little, sm- you know, small turbo. And it's just, I mean, it's gotten wildly out of control, honestly. <laughs> Walk me through the build. What was the process? What did you do first when you started modifying stuff? Oh, my God. It, the list goes on and on and on. I tried the VGT thing for a while, you know, and, and it just slowly evolved into what it is. It took a lot of nitrous and a single turbo and been a rod, and you know we decided to put rods and the cam and all that in it, and it's just been the sky's been the limit from there, really. <laughs> so I mean, you you literally did it in stages. You pushed the truck until the stock motor let go, then you built the motor and decided to just go to town, see where you end up. Basically, yeah, <laughs> and I've I've just I haven't I've changed went to a four-hour transmission. Uh, a couple of years ago, that was a big help. Okay. Uh, you know, for a racing standpoint. Right. Just less shifts, and less less time shifting on the track. Why Why did it help? Yeah, the, I I can't explain about the five R, but it's got it's got a funky three to five shift, and first gear is really short. And with the four R, it's got a standalone controller, mm-hmm. and I can you know I can tweak whatever I want. 
with my laptop. Like, the truck doesn't, you know, it has its own controller for the transmission, and it's helped out a lot being able to tweak and fine-tune, you know, at the track or going down the road, getting into shift like you want. They do some of those conversions, too, in, in some of the newer Dodges and things like that. It, it's a much faster shifting transmission as well compared to the 5R. Yeah. Right. And this thing, I mean, this thing, not, I mean, it, it hits, you know, it hits the gears pretty good. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to check with one of our Ford guys because I know the 4R is that progressive clutch uh, setup. So, in other words, it's it's always applying clutches yep. to add gears. Yep. The 5R. It's clutch on, clutch off. Clutch on, like clutch off, I believe. Setup. Yeah. Hey, if I'm wrong, Ford listeners, shoot us an email yeah. and let me know. Correct us. No, nah, I think you're right there. I like it. Well, if the 6-liter king says it, we must yeah, be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? Your uh, truck proves it. Not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the king by any means. In the six-liter world, my friend, so you humble, are. <laughs> so humble. Two-time winner, over a thousand horsepower, breaks a block and flips the truck around to get it back at the challenge in a week. Um, I don't know what else it takes to be the best at that game. No. All right, Charlie, you had a lot of events that you had to compete through. What'd you do good at? What'd you do bad at? Uh, we won the fuel economy challenge. Um was called a fuel consumption drivability test. I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory there. The dyno, they loaded the truck. I, I, I didn't have a hitch on the truck the dyno day because I, I typically don't run a hitch, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they had they got a winch that comes out of the ground or out of the floor there to hook on the back of the truck, you know, to pull it down on the rollers. Yeah, and uh, they uh, they had the truck. I didn't go behind and look, obviously, but they had it hooked on one side of the truck. Like had one side of the truck loaded a hell of a lot harder than the other. And the first pool I made there, you know, I could feel the truck like it was jumping, and they was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I I think it made you know they used uncorrected numbers there, and it made like ten sixty. You know, ten sixty and seventeen or sixteen hundred. Not, you know, that was less than what it made last year. Right. So, well, I got out and you know looked at it, and they they moved it over, you know, and pulled the center of the truck down, and I used my little thirty minute window to let the truck cool down because obviously it was heat soaked after the first pull, and uh, we ended up getting like ten ninety nine and uh, uh seventeen something. I knew it wasn't going to win the dyno, but it was enough to get fourth place. I was hoping for, you know, a top five finish on the dyno. Just because I know my truck don't make the power a lot of trucks do, but my power is pretty much usable everywhere if I want it to be, if that makes sense. It does. I mean, I I would say being a spectator of the uh, the Diesel Power Challenge, the truck plays a big role, but the driver plays the bigger role. It's all about consistency. I mean, you can go there, and I mean, it's been proven year over year. These trucks all over the internet make power, and they make this huge name for themselves. Like, oh, you are a main contender. Not to be rude to any of those guys, but then they show up, and they can't drive the truck to save their life. Well, it's also keeping the truck together, you know. Right. I mean, I, I think as a, as a viewer, I love to see somebody go for broke, like especially yeah. when it comes to the dyno, because that seems to when everybody wants to whip their balls out, yep. right? It's like, I got to show I'm the biggest and I'm the best here. Yep. 
Be- because whether it's you're lacking in the skills to do others, I mean, right. God knows I could not do the trailer race. No. The, the, or I'm God sorry, no. the trailer maneuver, the, tra- yeah, the, obstacle, the trailer course. obstacle course. There's no way I could fucking do that. Right. I can't back up a small trailer to save my life. We even interviewed one of the guys there who said the same things. Like, that's what I'm worried about. I mean, I've seen you back up your car. Right. I, mean, you know, I just think that is how it is. Are you saying you don't spin the wheel all the way left, all the way right about eight times every time you're in reverse? No. That's <laughs> fucked up for you, Chris. No. Um, so, yeah. So, like, there's no way I could do that. But... It, when it comes to the dyno, that's where everybody wants to I go agree. for broke. They want that big number. Yep. And that's how many of them do we see that never runs right after the yep. dyno run? No, Even if it doesn't let go, the, it, it, you can do some damage and still have the yep. truck together. Yep. So, I mean, you, you successfully made it through the dyno. <laughs> you know, then, you know, the fuel consumption test, all that. So, I mean... I would assume, you know, seeing past experience, you are a driver. So how did the rest of the course go? The trailer how the, obstacle? How the obstacle course go? Yeah. What, what was that like? It went pretty good. I knew, I, you know, I wasn't out to try to win it. I, when I'm there, I'm not out to try to break any records or anything. You know, I kind of got my focus down on the prize. And obviously, it showed the past two years, you don't have to win every event to win the uh you know, win the whole thing. And just my thing is that is, you know, just like a normal drive, I guess you could say. You know, round home, pulling a trailer with a lawnmower on it, just cruise, you know, breeze through the course and don't get in a panic. Take your time with it, and you can get through it, you know, in a pretty decent time. Now, what did you place in the obstacle course? Uh, I think I ended up third in that, according to our calculations. So, again, consistency. Killing it, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I mean, yeah. but to get third, that's a, that's a big shout out. That's like that's it's a tough huge. thing. And okay, trailer races. Next question I had. That seems to be what everybody was scared of of their truck breaking. That's where everybody thought their shit was going to come apart was hooking a trailer up to it and drag racing. And I do want to ask before you go into that, Charlie. This was the like if I'm not mistaken, it was a drag race for part of the day and then the trailer race for part of the day. Correct. Right, the trailer race was first, and then it was quarter mile drag race, and then the obstacle course all in the same day. Oh wow, Ooh. they loaded you up. Got to do work. Oh, yeah. Wow, got to got to earn it. Okay, so so let's hit the trailer races. So we just did the obstacle course. What what were the trailer races like? Um, you know, I knew what I I think I went ten seven at seventy eight last year. And I knew that would be. I could probably do the same thing or a little better this year. There's a dually there, Patrick uh, Patrick Whitcomb's dually. And I think he got, you know, they do random drones or whatever. And I think he was first. He may not have been first, whatever. But he went before me. And I watched him. I was like, man, that thing looked like it's 60-footed like it did without a trailer. <laughs> I was just going to ask, <laughs> like, you said a 10-7, and that's with a trailer. 10-7 ten, ten in the 8th, right? Oh, in the 8th. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Even still, that's Even incredible still? all on yeah, its yeah. own. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it's 10,000. I think they said it was 10,700 pound trailer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, the dually went down through there, and he went like 948 at 80 mile an hour. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. There's no way. You know, I had made up my mind then that I was going to shoot for second place in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I probably might have could have gotten in the nines, but I don't feel like I could. You know, that shattered shattered the ET record and mile per hour record. Um, you know, for Diesel Power Challenge, I just knew. You know, I could I could probably get second place, and that's 
you know, that's what I was shooting for. That's exactly what I got. I went 10, I think I went 10 5 at 75. 10 5 still, man. How does it feel? Like, I, I guess none of us have ever drag raced with a 10,000 pound trailer on. Uh, most of our listeners haven't drag raced with the tenth. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just going down the track, like stay together, stay together, stay together. I think it would be at the launch. It's that first sixty feet. Like yeah. I feel like if I made it past that, then then I got momentum on my side and the trailer's moving. Well, then what about the fucking brakes afterwards, slowing oh, down? How was it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my main thing is like my lockup, like under normal operations at wide open throttle, my lockup is in first gear, and like. There, all I try to do is if I can get the trailer moving, like I leave really, really soft. And as soon as I feel it go into, you know, lock up and then it shifts in second right after, you know, I just go on all the nitrous and everything at once. That's what I did last year and it worked. And I've done the same thing this year. I just didn't want to break an input shaft, you know, <laughs> trying to be both holes. <laughs> I'm here on the other line listening to you, and you're like, yeah, you know, I let it I let it shift. You know, I let the, the converter lock, going to second, all the nitrous, all just the- hope that the input shaft stays intact. Right. Well, I love the advice of kids at home. If you <laughs> want to make sure your trans stays together, wait until second gear with converter lock up to give it all the nitrous. That is awesome. <laughs> I love how you're so subtle about this, too. Like that, that's what makes this. Oh. <laughs> Charlie, how big of a nitrous kit do you got on the truck? It don't have a lot on it. Out there, I ran a little spool jet just to help get the chargers lit and then a, a moderate size uh, second stage. Well, since you and are so reserved, stage. Charlie, since you are so reserved, what is a moderate jet? A 78 jet. Okay. Okay. You probably pick, if you had enough fuel, you could probably pick up easily 150, 200 horsepower off of it. Right. But as far as nitrous it's goes, not that's not crazy for our listeners, no. right? Like that that is, that is right about middle of the road. Um, your your little jets are much smaller, mm-hmm. and then your your big jets are pretty much fucking garden hoses. Yeah, your little jets are smaller. Right. Right. Your, right. Jets your big bigger. jets are bigger. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for clearing that up for me. Yeah. You. I mean, you don't. I don't have all the fuel available. Like I said, you know, I'm running a kind of a small. Smaller injector, it works. I don't have to spray a whole hell of a lot to clean, you know, clean all the fuel up. Right. You have to spray. I don't even spray it out here where I live, really. Just up there, you know, 55, 6,000 feet elevation. So you got to do something to kind of aid the uh, lack of air. good air. Right. Yeah, everybody we've talked to talked about the, like, they knew about the elevation, and every year people talk about the elevation in Colorado, and then you get there, and it it's a it's a sledgehammer. It's it's not like a oh, little yeah. thing you deal with, huh? It's a complete mindfuck that you're not prepared for it. Okay. Okay, so we got through yeah. the trailer races. You killed the it in the trailer racing. race. We got through the drag races. The sled pull. No, the obstacle course I, was next. No, we did the obstacle no, course. No, that's that day. I'm yeah, that's saying. that right. day. Right, right, right. Yeah, we didn't do the drag racing part. Mm-mm. He didn't tell quarter us. mile race. So oh, what did I'm you sorry, run? I'm at, sorry. At that altitude, give, give the what were you running times. in the quarter mile? I I really didn't run the truck all out, honestly. I mean, I think I qualified with 11 others. Wow. Which was enough for second and qualifying, and then 
you know, whoever I lined up against, they run you pretty quick, you know, back to back, basically hot lapping you compared to what we normally do. You know, usually you get a, if you're in an event, you get at least probably an hour or two, you know, hour or so of cool down in between rounds. Right. And you got 15 minutes at the most oh. there. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I just ran the truck hard enough to, you know, get the win. I raced the dually, the, the Duramax dually the first pass. I, I don't know, I went like 12.6 or something. And then another truck, the next round, I think I went like, I don't know, 11.8 or something. And then, and I don't know, another tw- I can't remember. I know my last pass, the final round was like a 10-9 at 121. And what did you end up placing? I won the um, drag race. You won the drag, won race. the drag okay. races. So, again, so you were just sitting there just baiting people, just just holding out. Do you just racing hard enough just to beat them? Yeah, because, I mean, I, I'm not going to run the truck, you know, full blast, four or five passes back to back, and it's damn 90 degrees out there. <laughs> 95 degrees you know what i mean i'm not gonna try to burn the truck down i'm just running hard enough to just just hard enough to get by you know what i'm saying okay okay i can appreciate that all you right gotta make it last <laughs> gotta keep it you gotta right? get to the next day you know what i mean you gotta make it the thing gotta last the whole week I mean, and maybe keep a couple box bucks in your pocket so you don't have to rebuild another motor or something like that too. I mean, there's there's a lot of different angles we can pull here. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so then the following day, uh, that would have been the the sled pulls, correct? Yeah. Okay. How'd it go? That ain't my thing. I was going to say you're um, you're a drag racer. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how we got first place in the swimming pool, but we did. <laughs> so many people are like, going to be banging their phones right yeah. now, screaming at you. I don't even know. I mean, it's the experience. It's the driving experience too. I mean, he he pulls trailers. You know. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, I mean, if you know how to use the truck, you know how to use the truck. That is the reality. I know everybody wants to talk about like seat time and experience being such a big deal but the experience is how to use the truck how to get power to the ground whether you're on pavement or dirt there's a general concept there of of being in tune with the truck and running it hard how hard did you stage the truck to take off for the sled pull well i eased out you know i didn't want to the track was hard you know i had a a street tire that's what i run on the truck around here most of the time was a proxis and uh you know i just got it moving like you can see in the video, like I pulled first, first, uh, first gear high range in it, and uh, you know I got it moving, and I tried to go to it a little bit, you know, just kind of patted the gas a little bit as I was moving, and you know, I could tell it wasn't gonna gonna do anything, you know, just spin real bad. So I cruised on out in first gear, probably to like 200 foot or something, and uh, like I said, it's time to. It's time to put some power to it for real. Well, I shifted to second gear just because wheel speed would be stupid. You know, I'd be bouncing off the rev limiter in first gear. I shifted to second gear, and the converter locked all at the same time. And, uh, like, it almost cut the truck off completely. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. So I just put it to the floor and squeezed on all the nitrous again, and... (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> just a moderate chat. It went from like basically an idle, an idle to like forty five hundred RPM within an instant. Oh a big nitrous backfire, but I mean, it pulled through it somehow. I, I just, I just want to say there are there were so many guys from Wisconsin like sled pole. All they do is sled heaven. pole. Worried about drag race. We interviewed them, and you yeah. beat them. With proxies, <laughs> with a street tire. That's crazy. <laughs> did anybody just flip you off as you pulled back into yeah, the pits? Right? Were they did anybody motherfuckering you hard? They were motherfuckering me, but they were. I could just look at them and tell they were motherfucking me silently. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. I yeah. love it. How many feet yeah, did you pull? I think it was 350. <laughs> like, it got to bouncing so hard, like, after it, the nitrous bought it back. Like, it got to bouncing and so hard, it bounced my dash. My dash has fallen out four at the track from launching it and, like, lockup hit so hard it would knock the dash out. Well, it got to bouncing so hard out there, it shook the dash out of it again. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. I love it. 350 I, feet, no idea what you're yeah. doing. On a Rolling six liter, out. which street tires, yeah. almost killing the truck halfway did you through say, the pole. Uh, did, I catch, did, did I catch that right? You were in four high? Yeah. I don't have the, like, I don't, I think I would have entirely too much wheel speed and, you know, it makes too much power to pull in low range, I think. And I'm no sled puller, I don't know this <laughs> shit, but that's <laughs> You know how many guys are going to go to their local sled oh. pull this weekend or whatever pull there is around here. If they listen to this, they are going to try that. So much shit is breaking this weekend. Oh, yes. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Did you did you not ask anybody about sled pulling since last? Because because we interviewed you after you won last year. If you get listeners, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to the first Charlie Keeter episode. Also amazingly hilarious with all sorts of Charlie Keeterisms. Um, but you told us last year you you didn't know much about sled pulling, and it was a semi similar situation to where you were like, "Yeah, we did really good, but I don't know how." And yeah, we just hooked to right. it and drove. It was a different sled pull track this year. Last year the track was super loose, and I think when I shifted the second last year, you know the you know it was it had enough. It was the tires were spinning enough then that you know it didn't matter. Like this track was hard. I ain't going to say, like, asphalt, but it was pretty hard, and, like, it wasn't spinning the tires much, and it just, like, snuffed the truck almost completely off when I shifted. Oh, my God. And somehow it, the nitrous pulled back through, and I don't know how it didn't break. Like, literally, I felt like my head was touching the ceiling in the <laughs> truck, and I was just coming, you know, bouncing so hard. <laughs> I don't know how it didn't break. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm but, thinking but the same no, thing. no, no. You didn't do any prep for sled pulling at all. You, you didn't go out and nah. hook to a sled last year after the challenge or, like, talk to some guys about, like, hey, should I pull in four high before you put it in four high and pulled? Like, you just – you literally just sounds like you just got in the truck and we're like, well, fuck it. It's it's a truck. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got a couple buddies that do, you know, the 6 toy puller stuff, and I, I made a few uh, – you know, a few tweaks on that as far as the hitch compared to last year. Okay. And I don't I don't know if that made a difference or not, but 
I mean, I used the same identical blocks I had in it, you know, the rear blocks last year. Yeah. I just went out there and winged it, and look how it did what it did. I don't know. How hard is it, listeners? All the bitching and crying you do about how hard sled pulling is, how hard is it? Charlie Keeter just jumps in the truck and says, fuck it, I got this. You know, I feel bad every time a customer's on the phone and they ask me questions about set up their sled pull truck, and I say it's trial and error. I don't feel bad for saying that, guys. Yeah. I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like, yeah, sometimes sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. Yeah, right. That's it, man. That's the truth. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God, I love it. Charlie, what was, what was your favorite part of the experience of being a two-time diesel power challenge winner. I mean, coming back as the defending champ, it had to be a little different, but what was your favorite part of all of this? Uh, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, the forest event, that whole sled pool thing was my favorite thing of the week. <laughs> Just because of, I guess, whatever, whatever it did, you know. I mean, to win a sled pool with that truck, I mean... It kind of blew my mind. You know, I was hoping for, you know, another top five finish in that. I guess one of the things I have a question, and I, I think I know where this is going, but some people, you know, you, you won last year. You were coming into it this year. Did you really care who was voted in, who was coming, what you were doing? Like, did you actually do any research on these guys, or it is what it was? You just brought what you brought, and whatever happened, happens. Yeah, I mean, I was. You know, I wanted to know who I was going to be competing against, of course. Um, I just knew my thing going in was I'm basically bringing the same truck as last year. was hoping to make a little bit more power on the dyno, which didn't actually make less. But uh, my plan going in was if I could do the same thing that I'd done last year and somebody were to beat me, then, you know, they've earned it. I mean, we basically repeated damn near step for step every, you know, every event the same identical way we did last year. That's it, man. If you're looking for the recipe to success, watch Charlie Keeter's last two years of experiences at the Diesel Power Challenge. You can find those videos on trucktrend.com, or of course, you could not be a cheap ass and go buy a diesel power magazine yeah. they will have everything featured and all of the information out on this very next episode or and, issue and you won me over i am buying a six liter now shut the fuck i am up. a believer I, you know what yes i am yes i am yeah. watch me paul <laughs> oh I'm, I'm actually uh, i've got a six liter tow rig uh, i'm trying to sell that right now Char- I'm actually thinking about, uh, I'm probably going to go buy a new 6.7 next week. Well, not new, but new to me, 6.7. Hell yeah. Those new 6.7s are nice, man. Ride with style, ride with class. Yeah, we've been, we've been fucking around with them over yeah. at Calibrated Power, doing some beta testing on some new custom tuning for them. Um, Charlie, I'm pretty sure I saw your diesel power challenge truck for sale for 18.5 on no, Facebook. No, that's, that's his the daily one you're driver. That's about. the tow rig. Yeah, tow rig. You just have two identical trucks. Like you have a tow rig, same color cab combo, and then you got the the the, the race truck, same cab combo. Am I right? Yeah, the tow rig is burgundy and tan, uh, and the okay. uh, race truck is blue and tan. Okay. Oh, okay. So are we going to okay. see a blue and tan six seven or what? What what's the plan here? Black, <laughs> I think. I'm sorry, you broke up there. One more time. Black, I think. Gotcha. Okay. 
All right, cool. So not selling the DPC truck. So for all of you who thought that you were going to buy a 1,000 horsepower plus 6 liter on Facebook uh, for 18.5, you are wrong. But there is a tow rig available. And that doesn't mean that you have a tow bed hooked up to it. It just means this is what you pull your trailers with, to be clear for, for listeners. Yeah. If somebody bought enough that. money, they can get the blue truck, but it's really not for sale. Package deal. <laughs> I just want to point out, for anyone that is interested in a 6-liter, this has been driven by Charlie Keeter. So and it might actually run better than the rest right, of the 6-liters right. out there. That means it is infallible. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. It is. It's, there's no way to break it by his tow truck today. <laughs> It's been keto proofed. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Charlie, um, you've you've gone to the challenge twice now. You've won the challenge twice now. You obviously got voted in the first time. You're invited back the second time. No more, no more shots. You're done now, right? Yeah, and I ain't even mad about it, really. Okay, I mean you Just can't be. You weren't took, defeated, right? Just from what it took, like actually. Like the whole block deal and, you know, a couple other things all happened right there together with the trucks. And then going out there, the transmission went out in West Virginia on the tow rig in the mountains. Oh, my God. And I was like two seconds from just saying, fuck it, we're going back home. (laughs) But luckily, I mean, we were able to get a transmission, you know, back in the truck and the other 1,500 miles or whatever it was to get out there, we went out there, and I'm glad we. I decided to, you know, go through with it. Hell yeah. It's just a lot, man. It's a lot. It's a long trip. And then they got a camera stuck in your face every time you turn around out there yeah. asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so much of a fan of that, huh? Nah, I mean, I, I don't really try not to pay attention to it too much, but... I just, you know, I ain't that type of person. I hear you. I just want to do what I do. Leave me alone. So, <laughs> deal. so now, you know, the dust has settled. DPC's over. You know, you're not going to be doing that anymore. It, I mean, you can't, but uh, the event thing I don't think is really your thing. Is it just you hanging out in Virginia Beach area, taking it to the drag strip, running it, and just having fun? I mean, what's the next chapter of, you know, what's the next step for you? What What are you doing next? Probably just chill. I'm gonna chill out for a little while, you know. Maybe hit some local stuff up, but nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. People keep asking me about UCC. I'm like, I don't have the budget for a UCC truck, and it's not the cal- You know, it's not a UCC caliber truck. It's not even close. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it. I think that there's a fine line drawn that the the trucks that that go to UCC and compete aren't actually driven daily driven trucks i mean that's a full-blown purpose-built and it sounds like uh, i know you don't drive this truck a ton on the street but you're looking for a purpose-built drag truck like you you want to take this truck run it have it be consistent be reliable if you go up in power i mean then you start you know throwing some serious money at it and it's consistent you're throwing money at it it's not it's a one and done well i think there's also a a point to be made here about the the huge difference between ucc and diesel power challenge oh they're not they are they are the two largest competition events right. in the country right now for diesel, for the diesel community. Yep. They just really are. The NHRDA World Finals are awesome, but they're not nearly as publicized right. as these two are. Uh, Shides and TS and and all of the other great awesome events that we go to throughout the year through Duramax Tuner and Calibrated Power, they're awesome events. Some of them have even higher attendance, but none of them really have that caliber of competition. That this no. is a single diesel truck competition. 
these are the two big events, but they serve two totally different Absolutely. groups of competitors. Mm-hmm. Diesel Power Challenge, what I think is so appealing to me about it, what I what that's why I buy the magazine, right? The Diesel Power magazine is because these are real people. You vote them in. It's user generated. Right. It's 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 crowdsourced. It's actual listeners and readers and people who are actual enthusiasts who don't get paid to do this. Right. There's no profit in it for Charlie, right? Like this didn't. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most enthusiasm you've had. <laughs> this this costs them. Even if you win it all, even if you're Charlie fucking Keeter and you win it back to back with a six liter, costs them the same. It costs you money to do yeah. this. You have to have that passion for it. For the guys at the UCC, I don't think it takes anything away to say they have a profitable interest. This is America. They're capitalists, and I love that about it. But they're shop trucks. This isn't an, it's something that's normally obtainable. This is something you have to go and, and own a shop almost or be at that level right. of, of income to be able to even afford to fuck around with it. But that doesn't take anything away from Charlie Keeter. What you did is something that obviously nobody else could put together. That's a six liter that ran for more than 100 miles. Right. No, that was a joke, guys. Yeah, dude, that was kind of disrespectful. That, that was a little low blow to the six liters. Um, so you might piss some people off. Yeah, <laughs> but they'll get over it. Yeah, Charlie's down there in Virginia, ready to kick your I ass. I mean, no, none of none of the six liter owners are going to be as mad as the guys who sled pull that heard you say that you didn't know what the fuck you were doing and you just went out there and ran it in four high. And, <laughs> and Which street tires? You know, right. we can keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so let them let them eat cake, right? But, but, but that's that's my point here. Is that's what I think is so cool about what you did, Charlie. Is is you are a hundred percent grassroots, right? You're 100%. This is an enthusiast build. This is an enthusiast competition. And you went and you killed it twice. I'm shocked that you're able to be so humble about it. I can tell, and maybe our listeners could tell, Chris or I would be screaming a lot of obscenity, screaming about how great we are if we would have won this two years oh, in a dude, row. My dick would be swinging so low so right low. now. Dragon. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're in this type of stuff for money, you're doing it for the wrong reason. I Absolutely. Mean, you're You'll spend way more money than, you know, you'll ever dream of winning. Like you said, even if you go to every event and win every single prize, you're still going to be in the red. That's, That's it, even man. if the trucks stay together the whole year. Right, right, right. That's the dream of having a truck that could do that, right? All right, Charlie, right. Charlie, you've been so much fun. We thank you so much for joining us again, man. It's, it's really it's a huge pleasure to have you on the show. Who do you want to give some shout-outs to? Who's helped you along the way here? Uh, the guys at Smith Diesel, you know, the full R, that thing's been a work of art since day one. You know, they've helped me out a lot. Uh, Jesse Warner, obviously, you know, he's injecting man for the six-liter. He's helped me out a lot. Uh, let's see, the guys at Innovative Diesel, uh, you know, they've, they've helped me out a lot with tuning and, you know, various questions. And, uh, couple of my buddies, Drew, Drew and my buddy Henry, you know, we're out here in the backyard. It ain't no shop. It ain't funded. We're turning 99% of the wrenches ourselves. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And uh, they've been a big help. You know, this shit, if somebody tells you they do this shit by, the, by themselves, they're telling you a lie. You know, it takes a, a group effort, a team effort to be able to, to be able to, you know, have a truck of this caliber. And I'm not saying it's no high-caliber truck, but, I mean, it's all right for what it is. Hell yeah, it's high-caliber. <laughs> Hell yeah. Listen yeah. to him churching it up. Guys, every you know, day. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a uh, like a 380 compared to, you know, like the 45 and 50 calibers that are out there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that just dials everything in. Thank oh, you so man. much. Well, Charlie, I appreciate you joining us. Like I said, man, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you. Sorry I couldn't get back. I didn't want to talk to anybody, like, you know, a week ago, like, <laughs> kind of over-talking to people about trucks and shit. But uh, I'm glad, you know, appreciate the opportunity to be up here. Not a problem at all, man. Thank you. Listeners, thank you so much for, for listening in. We're going to keep the, the episodes rolling. This has been Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Emke. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or danny at duramaxtuner.com. Did I catch catch that right? You were in four high? Yeah. I don't have the, like, I I think I would have entirely too much wheel speed, and, you know, it makes too much power to pull in low range, I think. And I'm no sled pool. I don't know this shit, but that's it. <laughs> you know how many guys are going to go to their local sled oh, pull this weekend or whatever pull there is around here. If they listen to this, they are going to try that. So much shit is breaking this weekend. Oh, yes. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome.